It's not whether you win or lose, but how you finish that matters. Athletics teaches us a lot about ourselves, doesn't it? How we compete, how we treat others while we compete. Our honest effort is definitely tested. People say, well, it's just a game, and I understand that. (laughs) It's totally true. Watching parents cheer on their kids in amateur sports will make you think that world peace is on the line if your child doesn't win. Believe me, I'm one of those parents. I've been there. But I do believe that as an athlete and as a coach, I've learned that competition is an excellent test of character. Do we play honestly or do we cheat? Do we play with our whole heart or do we drag a leg, as they say? These are great questions and open the door for greater discussions on the topic of character. Did you know that Paul talked about sports? He did. Led by the Holy Spirit, he used a sports analogy, a couple of them, in fact. And I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 24 through 27. He says this, by the Spirit, Do you know that in a race all the runners run? but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. This is a great piece of information. This is a great revelation great coaching from Pastor Apostle Paul. So Paul is telling us here that all runners run. So if you're in the race, you got to run. And of course, you know, we've perhaps you've seen that, you know, in amateur races or something like that. Maybe somebody decided, no, I'm not ready. I can't do it or a false start. But if you're in the blocks, if you're on the starting line, you're there to run. And in the same way, we as Christians, the moment we give our life to Jesus, We are in the race, and we're on the starting line. We're in the blocks, and we're called to run. And in that case, our running is really serving, and it's taking seriously our place and our time in history. The purpose thing, this whole purpose thing that we've been talking about for several decades now is a real thing. And because when you understand your purpose and your, your place on the team or the fact that you're on the line and you're running and, and you're running to win. We'll get to that. But the whole idea to run, you know, is, is, it's, is very important. It's very, it, having that purpose helps us to know how to run, where we're running the whole nine yards. Paul says that running to win a prize is a legitimate motivation. He's appealing to our competitive nature in a way. But he's saying it's the same thing, that you run in such a way as that you're dipping into passion, that you understand that with the passion, with the purpose will come a passion. And so he's saying, look, when you run, run to win the prize. Now, because this is an analogy, we understand winning a prize that's like a trophy or a, a medal or a, a, <clears throat> a financial prize. But he's saying that our prize is an eternal prize. He said, so... You know, those prizes, they fade away. Trophies, you know, get full of dust. They're forgotten. They're put off to the side, maybe even lost. But the prize that we win that is waiting for us in heaven is eternal. And he's saying that is a great motivation, not just to run, but to run as to win. Running 
So if you're going to win a race, what are you going to do? You're going to run hard, right? You're going to run as hard as you can. You're going to run to win. And and here's the big thing, not necessarily you may not you may not win. In fact, you know, I was reading about Frank Shorter, the Olympic marathoner back in 1976, you know, he he lost to uh, a Polish-born East German athlete who it turns out there was suspicion of juicing or, you know, cheating. But Frank Shorter tells a story that, you know, as he was running, he knew something odd was happening, that he was he was running with this guy who just seemed to show show an, un, uh, an unusual ability to come up with energy that nobody else seemed to have. And yet he didn't give up. He said, you know, I'm going to run as to win, even even if I don't win. And he, sure enough, his final time was two minutes better than his best. And the last time that he had raced. And so, you know what? Run as to win. Run in a way that, you know, and ignoring all the distraction. So he says, run as a way to win the prize. And so he's talking about the prize, really two different prizes. There's the prize that we can have here, and then there's the prize that is waiting for us after we go on to be with Jesus. And Paul talks about that a little bit in his... his uh, teaching there in Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, when he says, to live is Christ, to die is gain. He's saying, man, I, it's a win-win situation for us as Christians. The only way we lose, folks, is if we stop running, if we stop serving, if we give up. And you know what? It is. There is that tendency. But when you're running, when we, when we think about that tendency to want to give up and quit, which for a lot of people right now, I think is a real temptation. A lot of negativity, a lot of people just saying, well, what, you know, if, if the whole thing is rigged against believers, rigged against the good people, quote unquote, of life, those who are being honest, if it's all rigged against us, then why should we even try? I mean, there's no point. But you know what? That, that really flies in the face of, of, of what we as Christians are called to do. Because really the outcome belongs to God. We just need to serve and run hard. Again, when we look at the end of a race, I don't know if you've ever been in a race. A lot of us have. I I've, I've, was not a long-distance runner. I was a sprinter. So I would do 100-yard 100, 100 runs and 220s and 440s back when, when I ran like that. And the shorter race. And, and, you know, you're running as hard as you can. And as you're turning around that corner, you see the finish line. And of course, that can give you motivation to run harder, or it can cause you to have relief to think, you know, I'm gonna, this is all going to be done soon. And so you kind of let off a little bit. And so Paul is saying, look, to live as Christ, to live here is to continue to build the reward, to, to live Christ, to have him in me, to feel him, to hear his voice and to participate in the divine nature, but also to, to gather fruit for him. But then dying is the end of the race. It's running through the tape and it's getting the reward. It's standing on the, the victor's stand and then it's enjoying the reward for eternity, the one that he says the prize that will last forever. So seeing that line can sometimes be, uh, you know, a, a good motivator, but also it can, you know, cause us to let up. See, the tendency is to give up and quit. 
when it comes to when things get hard, when we're coming around that, that last bend, when we're in that last mile. See, I'm entitling today's message, Finishing Well. And obviously, you know, we, we need to get into the race. We need to find our place in the kingdom of God. And we need to do what God has called us to do with all of our heart. And that's, that's the essence of what Paul is saying here. But we also have this tendency that when we're getting close to the end, whether that just be a, a, a maybe a season of your life as a young person, whether it being finishing school or or you know preparing for something or, or whatever in your life that you've been preparing for and it's coming to an end, there's a tendency, a temptation to kind of let up. And yet you don't want to do that, not as a racer, not as an athlete. And, and so we got to check our hearts. We got to say, you know what? No, at that point is when we really need to run the hardest work. At least in our mind and in our physical exertion, the exertion of our soul. In other words, to do our best. So we can forget that it is just a race and stop racing and just going through the motions. We, we forget the importance of being kingdom of God people. I don't know. Maybe this is a talk about retirement. Maybe, you know, an argument to say that we shouldn't fully, fully retire in the sense of how we're serving God. In fact, I know a lot of believers that are very dear to me that they just, they just, they just amaze me that they have retired in one level of their work vocational life, but man, they have picked it up and they're serving even harder in the last, you know, golden years of their life. They're, they're coming around that last bend and they're running even harder for the kingdom of God and their service and their giving and their passion and, and their availability and all of that. And that, that is just amazing to me. I love it. And I want to be like that when I grow up, that's for sure. I remember when I was, uh, when one of my sons, I won't mention which one, but one of my sons was on the field and he was, he was playing a sport and, and I noticed that it wasn't going his way. He was very, very young. And He's, he just stopped right in the middle of the field. He just stopped. And he stopped playing while the rest of the rest of the kids were going on and doing what they were doing, you know, chasing the ball and, and all that was going on. And I remember just noticing that. And I probably overparented, but I tell you, it was a moment that I felt like it was important for my son. And I pulled him aside and I said, look, never do that again. Never stop in the middle of the game. Don't ever do that. I was firm. I wasn't angry. I was firm. And I just looked him in the eyes. I said, never, ever, ever give up. Because for me as a father, that, that is something that I want to communicate to my children. That's what I want to communicate to my friends and to those of you who are listening now. You know, don't give up. You know, you might have, you know, just one arm that can move. Or maybe, you, maybe you've just, you're like that Olympian I remember who was just, uh, was, was trying, had that last lap and they were completely... Um, uh, they had vertigo and they could barely even walk straight. And yet they finished the race with the, in the best way they could. They finished well. Because even if you're losing, you want to finish well. Even if you don't think that you're winning, you want to finish well. You know, I've coached teams that were championships. I've coached really super loser teams where you get humiliated and you know what? It's, it's how you play that game. It's how you finish, how you finish the season. It's how you treat it, you know? And I remember that, uh, 
a lot of those athletes, those young boys were very disappointed. And I get it. But it's how we finish that can really bring an understanding of the fact that, because we don't want to, you know, look back at the rest of our life, the rest of all that we have done and, and bring dishonor to that or to say that that had no value. Because if you're a marathon runner and you give up on that last mile, right? I mean, it's 25 miles that is not even counted. All that effort, all that time, all that training, all of the, all of that prayer, all of that faithfulness, all of that Bible reading, all of the giving of your time, your money, your resources, all of it. We don't want to do that because the winner is determined by God when it comes to the race of life. And again, we may not walk away with a trophy in this world, but does it really matter? It doesn't. Because what it matters is what we have done inside our heart. You know, of course, we get tired when we talk about this tendency to give up. We get tired. We get disillusioned, right? Because maybe we're not in the front of the pack, or maybe you think you start to look at your life and see that there's someone better than you, someone that's faster than you, someone that's more talented than you, someone who is, you know, and there's always going to be. That's one of the things I've communicated to all of my children when it comes to all of the things that they do. I usually tell them, say, look, you know, you're the, you, you are awesome. You're very good at what you do. But just remember, there's always going to be somebody, there's often going to be somebody better or over a period of time that beat your records or, and it's just, that's life. And you know what? We don't, we enjoy the moment. We enjoy what God is doing in us. And we, and we, and we revel in the fact that God was able to use us at all. And we enjoy that rather than to compare ourselves. Because see, we get into the comparing thing and we get into trouble. So what Paul is saying here is, look, just you look at the finish line and boy, will you see something. He, he says something more later and I'll get to that in a second. Because really the truth is Jesus is cheering us on, isn't he? He is, he is up there in heaven. He's rooting for us. And that, and that cloud of that great cloud of witnesses that it speaks about there in Hebrews, whether they really can see us or watching us, you know, there's some, there's some debate on that. I, I, I honestly believe that, that people in heaven can cheer us on, that they know generally what's going on in our lives and they're cheering us on or, or that analogy wouldn't be used. You might have a different idea. That's all right. But I, I, I have this picture in my mind of my dad Back when I was playing football, I think it was like seventh grade or eighth grade when uh, I was playing. And, and I remember I had an opportunity to do this play. The ball was given to me and I was going to run this play that was going to, it was a sweep, a sweep of sorts. And that's when you run around, you know, completely to the other side and, and uh, try to outflank the the defense and go down the field that way and anyway I got the ball and it was my really my first time of ever running the ball and as I came around that corner I saw my dad he was standing right on the fence with his arms overhanging the fence and he was just yelling at the top of his head <laughs> cheering me on I'll never ever forget that picture and I have drawn from that picture in my head <clears throat> as an analogy to you know of what Jesus is doing in my life every single day that he's standing there and he's cheering me on and he's saying go David run run as hard as you can I am for you it doesn't matter the outcome you got the ball go for it and really 
That is an awesome analogy for all of us. Jesus is cheering us on. And you know what? Others in our life are cheering us on, and that's important for you. You need to hear this right now, that you don't want to run this journey alone. There, God has provided people in your life, and you shouldn't push them away. I love Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Listen to this. Two are better than one because they have, they have a good return for their labor. If either, either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. An accord of three strands is not quickly broken. So team, we've been talking about team. We've been talking about, you know, ways that we can win and how we can finish well. One of the ways that we can finish well is that we we run with others and we let them motivate us. We let them cheer us on. We know Jesus is there, but we need to, you know, embrace our family. We need to embrace friends, people, brothers and sisters in the, in, in the church who can encourage us in our journey. Because, you know, when it comes down to that last bend, it's when it, it, it gets hard, whether it be physical limitations, whether it be emotional limitations, whether it be, you know, financial or whatever it might be, you know, loneliness can really rob us of a lot of, a lot of energy. And again, loneliness is a tough thing. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to cut off our relationships. Finishing well means reaching for others to help us do that. So don't cut off your, your, your support. Don't get angry at God at some of the limitations. Do what you can. Why? Because you know this is not it, folks. This is not the end of the race, this life. In fact, when we close our eyes, that's where Paul is saying to die is gain. It's everything. So we run hard after that finish line because under the other side of it, guess what? There's no more running. There's just rejoicing. There's just all of the wonderful things that come from the victory. I want to finish with just a couple of thoughts here. You know, in some of the races that I've been a part of, and I, I have run some that I've you know, done older and uh, as I've gotten older, little triathlons and mini sprint tries, they call them. They're kind of a real popular thing among middle-aged people. And I love the idea that when you're running, you know, nobody sees you for most of the race, but then in that last part, it's about a half a mile, people are lined up and they're cheering you on. And I remember the, the last sprint try I did, my back was hurting and so I couldn't run that hardly at all. And I had done really well in the swim and, and the biking. But when I got down to the last part in the run, I was just, I was in pain and I, I just didn't think I could do it. And, um, but when I got to that half mile, man, I actually started running because I wanted everyone to see me putting in effort. I wanted everybody to see that I was going to finish well. And regardless of where my standing was, I actually didn't care at all, but I wanted to finish well. And so, you know what? I kind of say that it's not necessarily putting on a good show because that's what it kind of would seem like. But no, to put in that last bit of effort when you're in that situation, again, whether you're young and you're just, you're finishing up something, finishing up a year of school right now, a lot of you students or, you know, to finish well, don't, don't take a wonderful year 
or, or a period of time of your life that you've done so well only to spoil it in the last part. You want to give it your best. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter, the author and finisher, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So folks, when it comes to this race, the best thing that we can do is fix our eyes on Jesus. Really, he's the finish line. He's the one that is there waiting for us, holding his, holding his arms out and saying, look, this is the race that I marked out for you. Now finish well and understand that that, that the end, the, the, all of the effort, all of the time that you put in is all going to be worth it. To know that what Jesus has done for us, that is eternity is going to eclipse this life. And all that we have done to perhaps suffer or to struggle or to endure persecution or to have to say no to our flesh as opposed to the easy way out or to give up somewhere along the way, it's all going to pay off. Because Jesus, he's there. He's the author. He's the one who put all this together for us. And he's going to be the one that rewards us. He himself, of course, is the reward. He's the crown. And so I want to take a moment to quickly pray for you as we finish. Join me. Lord, I thank you for everyone who's listened, Lord, to this broadcast today. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, for a new grace, God, a new courage, a new strength. God, to come upon everyone who's listening to me, that no matter where they are in the race of life, no matter where they are in the journey, that, God, that you would give them new hope and, Lord, new purpose. And, Lord, whether that is a purpose they've always known, but, God, a new energy surrounding that purpose. Lord, that we would all know that, God, we win in the end, that the victor's crown is coming. Lord, what an, a wonderful advantage that we have. Lord, we're in a sport. We're in a race. We're in a, we're, we're in a game. We're in a, whatever it is, Lord, that we know it's outcome. And so, because that's true, Lord, we can, we can run with all of our energy. Lord, we can give it all knowing that God, it's about that prize in the end. It's about that reward. It's about hearing that well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Folks, thanks for joining me again on Take a Knee. We'll see you next week.